Hello, Bachelor Nation. Welcome to Pillow Talk from the Fantasy Suite. This isn't the kind of pillow talk you may be thinking of. This is Fantasy Suite Pillow Talk, where we dish dirt and discuss all things Bachelor. We're your hosts, Mark and Renee, just two friends who like to chat weekly about the happenings on Bachelor Franchise TV. So go ahead and eavesdrop in on our conversation. So we're back after our week-long vacation. I enjoyed Disneyland while Renee savored in LSU's national title victory over Clemson. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Awesome season. Best season ever. Unless you have been living under a rock or in isolation somewhere, you are well aware of Champagne Gate. And that's where episode three picks up with Kelsey and Hannah Ann still very shaken, disturbed by what went down with the alleged stealing of Kelsey's year-long saved bottle of champagne. And much to Alea's dismay, I doubt that Peter is actually exhausted from dealing with all of it. I doubt it even <laughs> crossed his mind at all. But that's where we pick up with a quick teaser of uh, another showdown between Kelsey and Hannah Ann. But then we quickly cut away to the one-on-one date this week, which is Victoria P., the aforementioned calculating fake-ass Demi wannabe schemer. She gets the one-on-one. There's no date card. There's no Chris Harrison. There's nothing. It just, it just yeah, happens. I was wondering if I had missed that or if that was just kind of one of those things where they just picked it up and kept going. They had to edit it out. I think they mentioned that the date card came the night before. But as we know, as season by season goes by, Chris Harrison does less and less. And he's just kind of fading into the background. So somehow she got notified. This is a classic American country boy MAGA date. And we start off by (laughs) seeing... Peter is rocking the brawny man paper towels, red and black checkered shirt like he's from Oregon. He just came out of chopping trees down, right? He's hardly a brawny man. I mean, exactly. I would never use the word brawny to describe Peter the pilot. He's a SoCal pretty boy, right? Who probably gets manicures, not the brawny man. But they drop him in this classic fire engine red pickup truck. What the fuck? He takes her boot shopping at some general store in his hometown. And yeah, then, some are very unimpressed with these dates. Yeah, totally. Who's playing this crap? Like, I, here, I think come it's, to I, my parents' vow renewal. Oh, and you, you get to go um, boot shopping. Whoop-de-doo. Like, yeah, so not impressed. This is the result of a big data analysis, and I'm sure The Bachelor marketing group sees that they're slipping or they want to gain notches with viewers in the deep south so they said okay let's take our louisiana girl we'll drop her on this gop date right with some country and or western singing acts we'll have some line dancing we'll have boot shopping and cowboy hat wearing the only thing that was missing from this date was some tobacco maybe shooting off some firearms 
and a Make America Great Again hat. I mean, seriously. Yeah. And may, maybe some fucking moron from Fox News could have dropped in. I mean, that was the ultimate ABC gasp at trying to get uneducated, i.e. non-college degree holders in the Deep South to tune in more. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know that it even goes that deep. I just I, honestly, I think it's probably probably more along the lines of let's start doing some more relatable dates because who really goes and takes a helicopter ride to another city for a date or who watches custom fireworks on the rooftop or who has some D-list country star play a private concert. You know, none of these things are anything that is going to happen in anybody's real life date world and so i kind of feel a little bit more like it's like oh okay let's do some every man thing you know like let's go boot shopping and let's go to the honky tonk and i'm sure there's a little uh a little bit of that target demographic situation happening there especially being that he took victoria p on this date but um yeah. I, but but it, has, hasn't it seemed very country music heavy the last few it years? It has. I mean, does Pete... That is can't be by chance. Music? I thought it was just me. I just got back from Nashville, and I feel like I cannot <laughs> escape country music. I swear to God, if I hear Redneck Woman one more time, I'm going to end it all. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's, it's very... I, I've mentioned in previous episodes of the podcast come on abc like can we please for the love of everything holy get some diversity please just a little bit of diversity i mean and i'm not talking about these two or three token black girls that peter's gonna keep around until right before hometowns before he ditches them for the same big fake titted white blonde bimbo that he they, they always pick some real diversity like something. I mean, I want to see him take one of those girls on a date and I want to see her face when D-list country star takes the stage and she goes, who the fuck even is that? <laughs> you know? I, yeah, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. So Peter passes Victoria's wine test of red versus white while not mentioning what meal you're pairing the wine with, which is just a ludicrous test. But he passes. But then. When he takes her to his favorite wine bar, he orders a cocktail. Doesn't even get wine. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Well, I didn't even notice what he ordered. Was it some fruity tooty cocktail or something? Or like some kind of like a Moscow mule or something? Just oh, something Jesus. like in a short glass with ice in yes. it? Yes. Was well, it wine? In his favorite take, wine bar. Take that brawny man shirt off. No doubt. So after their little choreographed line dancing amongst all these professional dancers, by the way, does anybody fucking work in SoCal? This is like a middle-of-the-day date, and this bar hall is filled with people. Those are extras. Those are paid extras. <laughs> or they won a contest or something. Exactly, exactly. The local radio station had a, do you want to be an extra on The yep. Bachelor? And they Call all came out in droves. Yeah. Put yeah. on your so- finest Western wear and come on over to the SoCal Honky Tonk. So that was painful to watch, but yeah. you know the, the Trump base rejoiced in it. But then we see they were kind of inferring that they flew to a hangar because they showed a plane landing, but it could have just been like, hey, we're at a hangar and planes are just taking off and landing all the time. Hey, I don't let's, know. Let's remind you for the umpteenth time that Peter is a pilot because no there's like, literally nothing else interesting about this guy. 
I have to be within like 10 feet of a plane or I'm uncomfortable. That's yeah, Peter. I'm like, Peter's really? comfort zone. We're going to eat in this fucking airplane hangar? <laughs> you serious? This is where we're going to have dinner. This is where we're going to eat? Okay. Totally. And so this is where the drama and the sob story gets. Ooh, we knew it was coming. We knew yeah, it, was- it, it gets turned back on with these really vague platitudes that Peter's coming up with. Like, I see your heart. You're oh. nurturing. You're a good person because you learn so much about a person's heart Gross. by fucking line dancing and shopping for boots, yeah. right? So she goes back to the same story about dad died young, mom had a hard time, addiction. And as she's telling the story and trying to fight back the sobs, did you notice like she's smiling really big? I can only assume that she spent a shit ton of money bleaching those teeth because she tried to show them off as much as possible. Well, let me just up. say, are you smiling? What? What are you doing? Uh, Victoria P's had quite a bit of work done, if I'm guessing correctly. Oh, yes. I mean, quite a bit of work done. And I got to say, like, I'm not saying that her sob story is not legit or that she's faking it or I'm not saying that at all. I'm I am. I am sure that she had a rough upbringing. I'm sure that she had a difficult childhood. But when they show her and the mom and the sister and they're in the shiny brand new house baking cookies or whatever the hell they were doing on her little intro thing. And she's got this, you know, surgically fabricated rack that she's got that, you know, I mean, look, you're looking at 10 grand right there. Okay. Those teeth. That's that's not just I I brush really well. Okay, like that's she's got some veneers. She's got some bleaching. She's got something done there. Kelsey's nose job is spottable a mile away. Victoria P. (laughs) I don't know if it's I don't know that she's had work done to her face aside from just general broad spectrum injectables. Uh, My point being that you've had this really rough upbringing. Am I correct that she's a nurse now? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you know, you make decent money as a nurse, but like, boy, did you turn it all around? You went from not having food to having like a brand new house and 20 K plus worth of plastic surgery. And that, I mean, all that stuff. I don't know. I mean, who am I to judge? You do what you want, but it it just, I, I don't know. All that seemed a little like, whoa, what my head is spinning. Which way are we supposed to look? Like, is it, totally. did you, did you, do you come from a shanty in the woods where you had not enough to eat or did you come from Beverly Hills? Cause that's what it kind of looks like. Yeah. And that part of the pageant life too, right? You got to, she wasn't, she was a pageant girl. No, yeah, she wasn't. She Miss Louisiana. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. Um, you know how much it costs to be in these pageants? Like the dresses and the makeup and the hair and all that, all that shit. Yeah. Tens of thousands of dollars. So, yeah. again, like, where is this money coming from? I have from no idea. If you so so it's one or the other, like either right. either you had this horribly sad upbringing or maybe it wasn't as bad as what you're claiming it was. Or I don't know. I just it all that just seems very fishy to me. Like, I kinda, like I said, I kind of don't know which way to look like what what are you? Who are you? It's it, it's all a little contrived. She is contrived. She is calculating. Yeah. And she knows the formula to this show. And how many times have we seen on past seasons, people go to the sob story on a one-on-one because how could you not give the other person the rose after that person tugs in your heartstrings with whatever drama is in their past? 
it's something to remember her by. Yep. I mean, all these blondes have to figure out some sort of way to distinguish themselves from yep. all the other blondes. You must and, stand out. Yep. Yeah. So you've got to have either a sob story or you've you got to have a hook. Yeah. Yeah. Stay in their minds and in their hearts. And of course, Peter has seen her heart now. So the whole date was just dumb as shit. The whole the major gag factor for this whole. I mean, even Peter went like, I was talking to God about this. Like, what? We're getting spiritual? It was weird. It kind of got bizarre really quickly. I was quickly. talking to God about this, but um, do you want to go make out in this airplane? Which airplane do you want to make out in? See, that's Peter's version of parking. For us, it was, you know, <laughs> go find a, a empty lot somewhere with an overlook, right? Or he, I don't he, know. Maybe we could just be adults and, like, go in your hotel room or your room in the no, mansion no, no. or whatever. I he mean. Wants, he wants an just, assortment of planes to go and walk yeah. and go, how about here? How about here? You want to make out in here? You had to pick one of these. Which one would you pick? (laughs) Stimulating conversation. And yeah, I I can really tell a lot about you by which airplane you pick. (laughs) I have a vision for what I think Peter's perfect wedding day is. I think this is it. They buy up all the seats on some 747, right? Friends and family. Of course, Peter flies, takes off. He has a ceremony in first class while autopilot is engaged, gets a quick in the cockpit, and then him and his bride skydive out of the plane to their honeymoon destination where Peter gets to fly each day a different piece of equipment, day trips here and there, chopper to an island, that kind of stuff. So I'm sorry. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. (laughs) That's Peter's perfect wedding day. All about and, him. And unfortunately, given the depth of these women, it sounds like that's any of their perfect wedding day because whatever Peter wants is exactly what we want. As long as she gets to wear his pilot's hat while he's banging her. Oh, the way they all pass around that pilot hat at that pool party. That was gross. I all mean, that was just. I, I don't. I wonder if they even realize how that completely bin. ridiculous it all is. Yeah, totally. It's like Alea's wearing it, and then Hannah Ann's wearing it. It's like, yeah, ew, and then, and then Alea's going to talk to Peter, and Hannah Ann is like, oh, do you do you want it? Do you want do you want to wear the hat when you go to talk to oh. Peter? Like, oh my god, so stupid. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of Hannah Ann, once this one-on-one date is over and concluded, we go back and we get Hannah Ann and Kelsey part two. Now, of course. They got their morning workouts in, but kept their skin-tight clothes on. Thank you for that. Natasha's keeping tabs on the conversation, and she's becoming like a nice third-party voyeur slash commentator for the cameras. There's always one every season, right? Someone who is close to the action but not really immersed in it. That is always good to give a synopsis slash color commentary to the camera. Yeah, I feel like back when uh, Carly... Carly was that on her season. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love her. Love Carly. Happy for her. Yeah. Got her man. Got a family. These two little kittens got into a nice little fight. It was just a dumb argument. It was like low 20-year-old logic being used in circular fashion. Of course, I don't know just... you. That's right. Exactly. You don't know me. <laughs> I mean, oh, my gosh. Here we go again. But, like, I mean, really, we're fighting over champagne from the uh world renowned des moines region i mean really right fancy champagne from des moines i mean it was probably a freaking bottle of corbel from the grocery store come on yeah 
I was disappointed. I thought Hannah Ann could have been more assertive in an argument. She kind of uh, fizzled out. Hannah Ann does not have two brain cells to rub together. Okay, Uh, like, no. I think hoping for any intellectually stimulating conversation between any of these girls is it's going to be slim pickings. I'm not saying there aren't some that that seem to be intelligent and well-spoken and thoughtful and well-read and stimulating. But for the most part, I think the ones that you're going to see the most of on camera are not the same ones as that. Yeah, we're all dumber for having watched that conversation because it was just mind-numbing. Yeah. But that's over. Things will start looking up for both Kelsey and Hannah Ann as the episode moves on. Well, and on the bright side, if nothing else comes of this, if he doesn't pick you, if you disappear into obscurity, you've always got that gif of you with the champagne exploding in your face, Kelsey. So. Yep, that's forever. That's forever. And that That's will get forever. Dropped I've already, on... I've already used it a couple of times yep. in day to day conversation. I mean, look, as as boring and stupid as it was watching them fight and everything else, that her taking that swig out of that bottle and that champagne exploding in her face, I, I mean, that was like top ten moment there. Awesome. And from this point forward, the focus now shifts to Alea. We get a shot of her at the mansion with the girls. Wearing some hooker boots, some Daisy Dukes, getting drizzled, sitting on the counter, and just running her mouth. And we're all supposed to be, like, aghast that, oh, my God, a young 20-year-old party girl is acting like a party girl. Yeah, I don't think anybody was super shocked about that. I mean, I do think that the girls were like, hey, don't you realize you're being filmed? Maybe you should take it down a notch or whatever, but... Attention whore's got an attention whore. Yeah, she thought she was in a safe space with the girls at the mansion. What happens at the mansion stays at the mansion. Oh, clearly, she has not wa- clearly, she has not watched the show no. before. <laughs> she thought there was a code. Yeah. And she's going to quickly find out there is no code among yeah. hoes. Yeah. So your girl Demi comes back. Oh, the group date. I love surprises. I hope you do, too. Yep, the queen returns to the mansion, and oh, she looked good. I got to say, like, that's the kind of prize I want to win on a radio station. I want to get to go in there while they're all sleeping and wake them the hell up. (laughs) Get up, bitches! (laughs) But her henchwomen were freaking scary, dude. Yeah, I thought they were, like, roller derby chicks or something. They they did remind me of that, yes. But it ended up being the... I mean, come on, ABC. Again, like, can we just not a pillow fight in a boxing ring? And everybody's got lingerie to wear. I mean, it's so gag worthy. It's so, so terrible. Well, not everybody, um, right? There was the variety well, of pajamas, yes. right? We had some sexy. Yeah. yeah, some Brooklyn, frumpy. Broke-ass Brooklyn Decker got the uh, moo-moo. She didn't like yeah. that. Sorry, she, she, like rocked, that. she rocked it in the evening portion of the date. How about that? Yeah, Had some yeah. serious push-up bra going on that dress. But yeah, yeah. you're right. Pillow fights yeah. in a saloon in the middle of the morning. And of course, it's full of people. Again, you're right. Prize winners or extras or whatever. They moved over from the next studio. Come watch this. But yeah. have you noticed now the girls running the dates, right? We had the female pilots on the first week doing the uh, obstacle course. 
Hannah B planned the the improv that never happened, and now Demi is planning the pillow fight at the saloon. So, well, okay. because if you put any guy next to Peter aside from Chris Harrison, it's going to become so crystal clear how not manly he is. I guess, but they used to be fun. Remember the fun dates of like them scaling buildings or bungee cording down or, you know, doing do any of that. adventure shit like that where dudes would be like, okay, no. we're going to show you how to repel. There is not one shred of adventure in that lily white little body of his. I, I don't know. I think it's he ain't climbing no rocks. He is not scaling any buildings. He's not bungee jumping. Like, he's Mr. Play It Safe. Get ready, girls. You got so a boring-ass vanilla life ahead of you. I'm going to zoom back to 30,000-foot view. I think there's more ABC slash Disney feminist crap going on here. And I know for years I have plugged Jesse Palmer as a successor to Chris Harrison. Now I'm more convinced it's going to be a woman. I, I think they're taking this thing total women women in charge, women host, women plan shit, women do shit. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, look. It can't be Demi. All this the time, guys. I've been praying you're right about Jesse Palmer. You know I, I love me some Jesse Palmer. I, I do, too. I'm on board with Jesse. I think he, he would bring in a new flavor of audience, too, from you know, the ESPN side of things. But I do think that the host and the all that has very little to do with how these dates get planned and who hosts the dates and things like that. I think that's all on a production level. And I do think that you've got more women working in production now. I think you've got a lot more women producers on a show like this than you do men. Um, I think that it's smart on ABC's part when you've got The Bachelor, which is 30 female contestants, that you have more women working in production versus when it's The Bachelorette and there's 30 guys, maybe more men working in production. I don't know. I mean, it just makes sense to kind of stack the deck that way. You've got less chance of you know, fraternization or, you know, sexual harassment claims or <laughs> any of the above. Hey, don't get me wrong. I like to see Demi come back. I mean, bring Kaylin back sometime. Bring me, bring oh, me a lot of the hotties from, leave from Kaylin in the, in the van with <laughs> glamping. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> so after the series of bouts pitting the women against each other, we finally have Alea and Sydney go again. For the championship where Alea wins by essentially sitting on Sydney. And uh, I think Sydney called her an elephant, which is okay, but I crazy. Say, how in the world? There must have been some pretty pretty um, strict supervision going down right. here. Because I got to say, I am very shocked that no one managed to sneak, sneak some nickels into their pillowcase. That would have been <laughs> way more fun to watch. Totally. Uh, and also, Sydney. Okay, did you watch the show on Netflix, You, Penn Badgley? Everybody's been talking about it. He's kind of stalkery. Season one I have watched. I have not seen season two. So on season two, there's this teenage girl who lives in the apartment complex that he moves into. And I'm not going to spoil it further than that. But the teenage girl who lives in the apartment complex that he lives in looks – her name's Ellie on the show – looks exactly like Sydney. Really? Yes. I mean, very, very similar in looks. They've got just got similar features. So when I see Sydney, all I can see is this this kid from that show. Does she put as much lip plump on her lips as Sydney? Very plump, very plump lips. Yes. Yeah. 
that's that's Sydney's and I think she's an ex star, if I'm not mistaken, the one that's on on the Netflix show. Interesting. Anyway, you'll have to check that out later on your own time. But sadly, nobody put nickels in their pillowcase. No, no brass knuckles. No, no, no props. It was, it was clean. Nothing but it was feathers. Clean, except but, yeah, you know, some takedown moves that probably weren't expected. A lot of tackling. Yeah. Full contact. So. Losing to Alea essentially flips the switch on Sydney, becoming a sore loser and whiny, and now has got an in, all in for Alea. This really sets the stage for the second cat fight of this episode, which is Alea and Sydney, right? And you saw this confrontation at the the evening part, the drinks part of the group date. Don't get me wrong. I am in no way on Alea's side. I do believe she is so completely fake and she is so completely overperforming um, that high pitch voice where she's oh, like, so I, good. Don't I don't know. Oh. I, I just, I, I can't deal with that. She works my very, very last nerve. So if I'm choosing sides, I'm team Sydney. However, I will say, Keep your mouth shut. Just totally. You do you, okay? You when do you're with you. Peter, talk about yourself. Talk about Peter. Talk about whatever the hell. Just don't talk about other people. We've seen this over and over and over and over again, and it's just it's so. It's part of the script of the show these days. Is somebody's going to go and tell Peter that someone else is acting differently in the house than what they act around you. Oh, and my God. Peter's we see question it. And, right. and then ultimately he's going to keep that person because he's just a broke dick loser. But anyway, I, it's just. Yeah. I, I'm over that. It's we've seen it a million times. I I want to believe that. Come on, like, Sydney, I want to believe you're better than that. Like, you know better. Don't do that. Like, let her dig her own grave because she will. But now, all of a sudden, you've given her a way to be a victim, which is exactly yeah. what she does. I think Alea played it really well in front of the other girls on the group date because nobody will trust Sydney now, right? Because she knows everybody, every girl knows Sydney breaks the code. And well, that whatever wait, happens at the house. Code, before we go any further, what the fuck, Peter? You really <laughs> sat on that couch in front of everybody and fucking threw Sydney under the totally. bus. Totally. So yeah. Sydney told me that some people are in the house are being fake. Sydney, do you want to point out who's being fake? I my jaw hit the floor. I was like, yeah. is this really happening? Like, is <laughs> this is the guy you want to marry? Like. I have to say it. I lost a lot of respect for Sydney because I feel like, are you that damn desperate? This guy just threw you under the bus and you still want him. I would have had, I would have been standing up and clapping in my living room. Had Sydney gone, uh, uh, that was a conversation we had in private. Yep. And you just blasted it to everybody. And I'm not here for that. So peace out, bitch. Yeah. But instead, she doesn't hesitate to put Alea right on Front Street by naming her. You could That's tell she think, was shocked that he had done yep. that, too. Everybody, oh, yeah. everybody was just like, oh, my God, did he really just do that? Completely. And that's when the tears start, right? Of course. You knew they were coming. Yeah. I think some of these girls just want to go straight to soap operas. Try to parlay this experience on TV and see I if, like... I just want to sell gummy vitamins on Instagram. Yeah. 
see if uh, Young and Restless or uh, Guiding Light or whatever soaps are on right now. We'll take a flyer on them. Yeah. So, but I think City's an outcast now. Because once that gets back to the house, once those girls go back and say, yeah, Sydney totally ratted out Alea, nobody's going to be around her in the house. Well, he asked all of them. He's like, has anybody else noticed that about Alea? Or was it Alea that said, has anybody else felt that way about me? That and was Alea. Nobody yeah, said anything. Exactly. Well, like, of course not. Because every single one of them was like that gif of Homer Simpson backing into the bushes. <laughs> bushes, yeah. Like, every single one of them were like, nope, not yeah, today, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't saying shit because exactly. I want her talking shit about me next week. Exactly. No, we don't take sides. No. But then, we're not you know, playing. they all start spilling it at the pool party. The pool party day, exactly, which starts off with Peter playing Robert Mueller, doing the interviews like some homicide detective, and you realize that ABC's laying down some dramatic music as a bed yeah. while he's questioning oh, yeah. them. Like, do, 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 like, really? And of course, all of the people who he's interviewing, no conflicts of interest there, right? They're completely objective. Nothing yeah. to gain or lose from trashing other women or piling on Alea collectively. So we've got Kelsey, Natasha, and Lexi all talk shit on Alea. So. Yeah. Now the case is building. Oh, no, no, no. Because, you know, when you got a nice set of naturals and uh, some big ass hoop earrings, you just use that high pitched voice, get really close and say, I get butterflies when I look at you. And he's all eating the shit up and like, oh, I got to say it. Old girl's a master. Yes, she is. The second he starts turning up the heat, the second he starts, his body language starts to reflect that he might not be buying what she's selling. She Uh immediately lowers her head, looks up at him from under her lashes, leans in close and pays him a compliment. And do you know what? It fucking worked every single time. Like how feeble minded are you, Peter? That this is that easy. I mean, I probably could talk this guy into buying ice in Alaska. Uh, he is, it's its ridiculous. All it takes is a little bit of cleavage oh, and yeah. a compliment. And he's, you got him. Hook, line, and seeker. Bless his heart. These if I was Peter's mother watching this, I'd be like, come on, boy. I raised you better than that. Don't be such a schmuck. Yeah. Have you noticed that McKenna and the two models being uh, Alea and Hannah Ann have formed a little clique. Yeah, the Mean Girls. The, the Mean plastic. Girls clique. Yeah, the plastic. They Home hang out plastic. together. Yeah. yeah. They, get, they have a little Alea huddle going on. And Regina George, for sure. Totes. Totes. I don't know. Hannah Ann might be the Regina George. I think Alea might be the um, the blonde one uh, that thinks oh. that her color when it's about to rain. Amanda, what the fuck? Her uh, Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, yeah. The, her character. The, the her. one that's kind of, you know, plays like the the dummy. Yeah, she was banging though. What the fuck is Sydney doing prancing around the pool with her group date rose during this date? <laughs> I did actually comment on that when my husband and I were watching it. Whenever uh, Alea comes to pull her aside from a conversation, she's like, oh, hold on, let me get my rose. <laughs> like, why do you need that at that moment? She like, it's not going to get stolen. She wants, she wants everybody to know that she's got it. What a bitch. That's get a total bitch her. move. Bitch yeah. power move, but whatever. She's hella insecure. Sydney's a mess. I mean, she's yeah. banging when she's all dolled up, but man, I don't know. First thing in the morning, not not feeling it. But well, I mean, uh, they're dolled up, they're contoured within an inch of their lives. Okay, yeah. like 
I promise you, if if one of them went missing and they put their makeup face on a billboard, we'd never oh, find them. Never find them. Never find them. So with the uh, Alea with the frog glasses that she has. Yeah. Yeah. When you take those off. Oh, whoa. Who is that? How'd she sneak into this? I just got tired of Alea stealing all the camera time from the smoke shows like Sarah and Hannah Ann. They did not get nearly enough footage. Oh, Hannah Ann in that Momo bathing suit, though. I don't know what that was about. That's funny you said that. One of my neighbors has a theory that he thinks Hannah Ann is either Mormon or some other devout religious. I told religious you. I told you when they part. released the photos, I said that she's a virgin. Yeah, or, or she's like I don't know, super Baptist or something. Because the the fake drink on the toast, remember that? Yeah, but you know what? She had that that ultra conserve. I mean, it wasn't that. I mean, it was it had cutouts down the side, so it wasn't like total matronly. You know, yeah, she wasn't in a, a skirted tankini or anything like that. But right. then for the for the rose ceremony, she had on that gold dress with her boobs pushed up oh, underneath her chin. Oh yeah, super low cut. So oh. I mean, I I don't know that it's a conservative from a standpoint of of a, a religious type. I do think though, I feel like they hinted that one of them is a virgin and has kept that information from Peter until pretty late in the season. And yeah. my money is still on her. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I need to- I'm going to have to go back and see if I ever catch Hannah Ann actually drinking alcohol. That's my thing. It could be goblets of water or ginger ale. Yeah, but, but you I want to see a wine glass. Because you the champagne gate. Did she actually drink the champagne? I don't know. But I'll or say this just... much. I won't be so quick to assume that she's not drinking for religious purposes or moral purposes. It wouldn't. You know, if one of these girls, just one of these girls on one of these seasons would go into it. With the attitude of, I'm not going to drink because I want to have my wits about me and I want to oh, be yeah. sharp. Right. And I'm going to let all these other bitches get sloppy yep. and I'm going to pay attention and I'm going to observe and I'm going to notice things and I'm going to play this the way it's supposed to be played. Like, that's cunning. That's, yeah, that's good like, strategy. That's how you do this. Right. Keep your head, your wits about you. And, so and let everybody else do. Yeah, let other people fall apart. Uh, I gotta say, so Kelly, the lawyer, ooh, looking a little homely this week. Yeah, I, I mean, like... she was never the superstar beauty of the group. But no, I, I like the, the the pajamas. That ponytail she was, in. was doing her no favors. I don't know. I kind of no. She's kind of she's, she's growing on me. No, high pony is is not helping your face. All right. Well, I'm usually looking below the face, but yes, I'm with yeah. you. And uh, right. what, what's her face that he took to his parents' um, vow renewal? Oh, Mar- Madison. Madison. I Maddie. Was, yeah. Um, cute. Mm, I don't know. If you take a good look, she's got the long eyelashes and the oh, blue yeah, eyes does. and the pretty hair. But when you really take a look at her her features and her face and everything, uh, I think you might be a little snowed. All right. I'll be watching closely. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. They, they had the one shot. On the uh, the morning of the pillow fight date, McKenna. Whoa. Yikes. Yeah, I didn't notice yeah. her. She reminds me of someone else, and I can't put my finger on who it is. Yeah, I know she that's reminds a, me of. It's a, a porn, it's a porn star. I'm not going to mention her name, but yeah. No, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I would admit it if it was, but that's not it. But, that's not uh, her. I got to I gotta figure out who she looks like. But big back dramatic the- rose ceremony. Well, hold up, Your Honor. Let's let's back up. So the final <laughs> nail 
in Alea's coffin was Victoria P. And uh. her testimony. And this is where we get into was this really an impeachable offense, right? The whole thing, the whole gag with, yeah, she asked me not to tell producers that I knew her because they were doing beauty pageants together. And apparently they were in they were in the room together for three hours amongst other beauty According pageants. to Victoria P. According to right. Alea, they were best friends. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that was what really turned Peter sour on Alea. It was like, oh, she asked you to lie. Not really. She just asked you not to go out of your way and say, oh, yeah, I know her. Right? Yeah, I mean, but I, I feel like Victoria P., she she had the upper hand. Like, she had already oh, given her sob story. He had already seen her heart. Oh, so, shit. yeah. So, I mean, she had the upper hand there. And I feel like she had that in her back pocket. And she kept it there until exactly the right moment. Because had she mentioned that earlier on, before there was any shadow of doubt cast over Alea, it, it would have just been like, yeah, whatever. But yeah. she waited and she waited and she was biding her time. And yeah. now... Alea is under fire. Well, this one thing also is that she asked me to lie for her. So, yeah. it, you know, that that very well played. I mean, I'm clapping. Well played, Victoria P. Manipulator. She is yeah. the fucking manipulator. Yeah, Victoria I like P. It. is freaking evil. And I call that from week one. I Copy don't know that. that. I don't know that. Bitch. But yeah, she, she's manipulating. She's, she's playing the game. She's playing it the way it needs to be played. Hey, I mean... He's not exactly a tough opponent here. This is true. Obviously, Victoria P. mindfucked Peter so much so that he pretty much took off from that point. Peter fucked up the one thing I love about the mansion, which is the pool party, because none of the women actually get in the pool at the pool party. Yep, you screwed me on that one, Peter. Thanks a lot for being weak-minded. Well, but also, like, could you be any more of a whiny little bitch? Oh, he is a major <laughs> whiny. I have to Indecisive. go. And then, like, I'm not going to tell anybody bye. I'm just leaving. And Chris Harrison will tell everybody that I left. <laughs> and then, you know, and then the shit with the rose ceremony where he's got to, like, you know, flee from the room. Okay, send a fucking reller. Like, get your shit together, man. Yeah, he needs He pisses balls. me off so bad. He I really did, does. I did like the Chris Harrison Big uncle, pat on the back, go get him, Tiger. Get back in there Aww, and get those roses Chris. out. <laughs> I mean, can we? Ugh. All right. So roses are doled out to Kelsey, Hannah Ann, Natasha, Lexi, Madison, Sheehan, Cheyenne. I can't remember how to say it. Sheehan, Chey- I think. Chey- well, whatever. Yeah. Oh, man, I, it doesn't It doesn't pronounce she- the way you she- think it does. Well, I, like her, like, I like her, though. I like her, though. Yeah, she's grown on me. Kelly, Kiara, Tammy, Savannah, Deandra, McKenna. Final rose. And well, going McKenna, home. McKenna was imploding while waiting totally. for that final rose. Totally. Yeah, she's one of the ones like, don't ever do it to me again. Kind of like, yeah. don't wait. The one who goes last has the heart attack. But going home, uh, we've got Alea, Sarah. Poor Sarah. I don't think Sarah just ever made out with him. So he's like, you know what? You're hot, but... Hey, by now I need to get some play. So I can't even put a face on that. I, I couldn't tell you who it is. Dara? Yeah. Little five foot one blonde. Just okay, banging that body. totally does not narrow it down. <laughs> Little fake rack. She's from Nashville, I think. Anyway, and then Jasmine was the other. I want to say like kind of like a Vietnamese American yeah, type. Yeah. 
slightly uh, Asian from Houston. Yeah, but she had no camera time. Obviously, didn't no, make and out. No, she had on that awful chartreuse dress. I don't know what that means. It was like like neon, blinding neon green, lime green <laughs> color dress for the rose ceremony. Like when she walked down, I was like, ooh, what the fuck color is that dress? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Speculation about next week? I don't think Alea's gone for good. Yeah, that was a teaser, right? Is, yeah. She does, she does make but some I mean, even before that, like, she's not real. I mean, ha, here's my deal. Like you've, You've questioned it. You know you're questioning it. You claim that your biggest fear is that someone's going to be fake and you're not going to spot it and you're going to get snowed by them. So what do you do? You get told by multiple people that this person is fake and you're being snowed by them. So you you cut them loose, but then you, you can't let them go and you bring them back. I mean, come on. It's just hmm. Peter, yeah. Peter, Peter. What I do, do think, think instead the, of uh, handing out roses, he should hand out little tiny handbags that all the women can carry around his balls in. <laughs> take turns, let him Will have it for a few minutes and take it back. Will you accept my coin purse? <laughs> yeah, he's weak. Very weak for a lead. Would you like the teaser about Victoria F. dating some uh, rocker? Oh, God. Band, some guy that in a band? Was- I actually rewound it because I was like, wait, did he just have like the whole surprise private concert? And she's like, oh, I, yeah, I used to date that guy. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty fantastic. I, I can't wait to see how that one plays out. I hope that rocker guy is like, it's okay, Peter, you can have my hand-me-downs. Yeah. I give a thumbs up on that. <laughs> Let me play your song. <laughs> just be sure to tickle her back this way because I did it for a long time. You know? <laughs> Yeah, that's total producer contrived. Why would they? Why would you reveal that in your questionnaire or whatever they give you to get you know the background info? Because that was like probably the one semi-famous person that she ever. Yeah, dated. gotta be. Yeah, you fun know? fact. And I mean, fun we fact talked about, about it. Right, we talked about it in the beginning when the bios came out. That you know, what's what's one interesting thing about yourself? How like completely weak the answers were, and how. Yeah. You know, the things that they were saying were you're you're going, really, that's the that's the interesting thing about you. I don't understand. So, yeah, it's it's not surprising at all that when asked for one interesting thing about herself, Victoria F. says, I used to date this C-list celebrity. That's got to be it. Yeah. So what my money's on. Yeah. Final thoughts on this episode. I think (sighs) nobody was happier the way this thing went. Than Hannah Ann and Kelsey because they're out of the spotlight. They are now not front and center. They're not on the hot seat. I think Sydney's a little bit on the hot seat now, especially with the girls in the house. Yeah, I mean, like, I think if the teaser comes true and Alea comes back, it's obviously going to be some friction there. So there's no know. fucking way she comes back. She just wants the record straight and probably talk some shit on Sydney and maybe take a few others down with her. If she's going out, she's going to lay some suckers out too. And give up yeah. all the goods. Granted, yeah. they've only been there a few days, so how much could she really know? It's true. But uh-huh. should be interesting. And then I don't know what the hell happens that makes them freak out the day of the. Where the were they going? What? I want to say Cleveland, probably. Yeah, it, it I thought like, it was, it was like Cleveland, and, and I was thinking, really? Like that's yeah. that's where you're going? They hit this those. Kind of. Sh- this is totally in keeping with the theme. Of uh, what music or what? Just like lame dates, lame oh, locations, yeah. lame, you know, country white bread bullshit. 
Yeah, maybe their budgets are tighter, and they, they, you know, they blow up so much money on the international dates that they have to skimp really, really tightly. But it's never been that way domestic. in the past. Uh, it's never been that way in the past, and this show is shitty breaking in ad money hand over fist. I'm They're not like, buying that. We're going to Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I think, I think it's just, I don't know. I think it's Peter, but then again, I'm, I, I, I've made my opinion on him clear, so. Please let Peter fly the private jet from L.A. to Cleveland with the girls on it. Please let Peter find love so I don't have to look at his dumb ass. On- <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so funny. Yeah. I've never wanted someone to succeed more than Peter. Yeah. We got to get him married off. Yeah. So, so he can anymore. just go away forever. And Hannah B can go away forever because there's no reason for her to come back if he's uh-huh. happy. I don't know. I see Hannah B coming to paradise. Shit. You know she is. What else is she going to do? I'm holding pageants. Um, Already done Dancing with the Stars. Wouldn't last a week on Survivor. Can't sing enough to be on The Voice. I mean, she's kind of running out of reality TV shows. But she could be on the E! Network somewhere. Maybe. Somebody's got a job for her. Some stupid bit. Some... She's going to ride this Bachelor thing a bit longer. I mean, I think she made that pretty clear when she showed up on the first two episodes of Peter's season. So She probably has no clue about politics, but Abby Huntsman left The View. So that's an open chair right there. Dear God, save us all. Get her no, on I don't watch The View. But... Have Whoopi take her out and whoever else is on there. Megan God. McCain. Curb stomp her. <laughs> all right well if anybody out there disagrees with me about victoria p send us an email fspillowtalk at gmail.com tell me twitter instagram starting to get some things up on instagram uh spotted a little hannah ann ad in the wild today standing in line at the cvs and look over to my left there's a sunglasses rack and who is there on the foster grant picture but hannah ann and her perfectly fake smile love her you leave her alone man i've got her back and her front you can have her (laughs) she's all yours love her now that's what we need to see in paradise if she doesn't uh cut the mustard with peter yeah i think as the season as the season moves on we'll be able to, to to make some predictions about who's going to paradise and who's in the running for being the next bachelorette and Clearly, we won't see any diversity anytime soon. So, I think Natasha might be there. She can last a few more weeks and get a few more witty commentaries in there. She might play her way into paradise. I hope so. I like her. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what kind of chemistry she's got going on with Peter, but I think he's intrigued by her. But we'll see, because when it gets down to like the final eight, final seven, I mean, you got to have the you got to have the uh, the chemistry working you know, full throttle. So yeah, you gotta be ready to drop the, I'm falling in love with you bomb. And I'm so vulnerable right now. And I'm scared and I don't know. It's really hard for me to open up. You have to reassure me, but not really reassure me because you can't. Yeah. Love that dynamic. They have to play. And they all say the same thing. You know, I have hard time letting down my walls, but with you, you know, like he's the first guy to ever make him feel secure enough to do this as he's dating 10 other chicks. There we go. So what if, is. one closing thought, at least on my side, what if your virgin girl, 
We don't know who it is yet. What if she ends up in paradise with Luke P, born again virgin guy? Well, they can dry hump each other into eternity. I mean, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Clothes on, make out, hump session. That's it. I mean, you save know. ourselves. Yeah, that would be that would be TV gold if Harrison could put yeah. those two together. Oh God, <laughs> just please. I don't know. I don't know if I can handle any more Luke P. Didn't he swear off all things Bachelor to do his, like, nutrition, fitness bullshit? I have no idea. If he's smart, he would leave that behind. Yeah. 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 But, it, but if business starts needing a little boost, he might come back for some instant uh, free press. <laughs> well, if that happens, God help us all. Yeah, no doubt. Do it again next week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>